Welcome to St. Cass Different Day Podcast. I am Martel Rowland. Old Man Theater is here, and we got some, some stuff to talk to y'all about today. They got Old Man Theater. Art. I switched the views so y'all can see Old Man Theater. Ooh. Ouch. Now, what the hell did you do? What is going on? I'm burning myself. Wait, well, you better not be burning at your age. Hey, no, <laughs> not that way. <laughs> I am just saying, you better not be doing it at your age. So, yeah. uh, you're right. I better not. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, to kick things off, as of right now, this reporting, there are 57 people who are confirmed dead in the attack on um, the Ukraine by Russia. And a lot of people are trying to figure out, like, hey, why is this going on? What's happening? Why is why is uh, Putin doing this? You know, so uh, as y'all guys can see behind me on my screen, this is Russia right here. He invaded the Ukraine. The Ukraine is under Russia. And this is some of the places where he had, I guess, a Russian militant set up to do, uh, for this attack or whatever. So uh, there's been talks that he already bombed, like, airports and stuff like that. And some people are saying the reason why uh, Putin is doing this is just for the simple fact that he's trying to uh, bring back the Soviet Union, which ended in 1991, If for you guys who don't know. So could this lead to another world war? I, I don't know. Um, President Joe Biden has already put, put sanctions on um, Russia far as uh him uh him going forward with these attacks we know russia is a um has a uh what's what is it a li- alliance or they're different friends with like the, the us the america london and some germany some other places so my prayers is with everybody that's over in the ukraine i know that your government completely just abandoned y'all and left y'all there to basically get killed or whatever happens to y'all I'm so sorry that that is happening to y'all over there. Hopefully, it don't lead to this. Don't get no worse than what this situation already has gotten. So we our thoughts are with all of you over there in the Ukraine. Hopefully, you all stay safe over there. He been threatening to do something like this for a minute, ain't he? Uh, yeah. So he been threatening to do it for a while. For he kept on saying that they were doing doing military uh like exercises and stuff like that. Um, and then he kept on saying that he had no plans on attacking Ukraine. And then as of, uh, last night, he started, he basically called for the attack on the Ukraine. So, and then, uh, before, like a, a few weeks ago, the Ukrainian government basically abandoned its people and left, left the country. So I don't I don't know if there's any police. I don't know who's there defending these people. I don't know who's who's over there protecting or who's keeping order. I have no idea how anything is being ran in that country over the last few weeks. Uh, it's it's crazy. Then Biden sent some of our people over there. That I don't know. I don't know if he's done it yet. Hopefully, hopefully. I don't know. I feel like I feel like if he do, then it's gonna cause for a, a war between America and Russia. And I think he's doing his best right now to not call for an attack on Russia at this point to stop for just to prevent the all-out war happening. 
in which right now our no country can afford to be in a war and stuff for Russia. Apparently, they don't care about their people or finances, but yeah, I, it's crazy. Wow. So, and nobody really knows the reason why. Um, or, or he's not really saying. I don't think he's really said the reason why. Some people are just trying to just predicting that, you know, it's all because he's trying to bring back the Soviet Union, which where Russia mostly had control over Ukraine. And in 1991, Ukraine kind of kind of parted, you know, separated themselves from Russia and became their own type of their own country, basically, or territory. I don't know what it's called. So they they became unreliant on Russia, basically. And Russia, and I guess some people say Russia was relying on the Ukraine or, you know, sources that was in Ukraine. You know, we don't exactly know. But, you know, there was a war back in 1991 where a lot of other countries butted in and then it put it into, you know, the ties between Russia and Ukraine, where Ukraine basically saying, hey, we done with y'all. We all go y'all way. We go our way. It's been like that since 1991. But Vladimir, however you say his name is, what well, he's trying to do this so he can be kind of like in charge of there too. Yes. So okay. he's trying to make it. I, I guess. I guess from what it seems like, he's trying to make it like how it was back when the with the Ukraine was part of Russia, or they had their whole little whatever is going on back then. Is what I'm thinking. Putin is trying to do. Just take control. Yeah. No, no, that was, that was, I guess those was the good old days to him, I guess. Be the great God. Um, so whoever's watching on YouTube, um, yeah, you didn't type that in English and I don't, then it says Vom Red. I don't know what you mean by that. So if you can, like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying over there. But ain't nobody from Ukraine or somewhere, is it? I have no idea. It doesn't tell me, but. Thoughts on which of Ukraine? Hopefully, you guys get through this. So, old man theater. Well, what's what's been what's been going on with you today? You ain't had no outside of work shenanigans. Everything is good. Yeah. Well, just got some rough news about. That's what took me so long on getting on. But I got to check into something tomorrow. Okay. Not good, but. It's life. It's life. So once we get you put away in the home, we'll be all right. Oh, God, really? Hey, <laughs> you guys that's listening in, too, I mean, it, old man there just became old. <laughs> Not so that old. What are you mean? We're looking for, if anybody know anything out there, any place out there where we can and me and his mom can have him um, committed. We would love to hear from you. So just saying, I mean, he needs he needs a place. He's getting a little forgetful, a little old, and look great too. He just keep dying his beard and stuff like that. So he's getting a little gray. I am not forgetful or old. And then on top, there a hole. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did not say nothing about a hoe. What is you? Okay. I said I am not forgetful or old. 
Okay. That that means your uh, senior moments. That's what you're saying, but we know better. You know what? This is why don't nobody want to put you uh deal with you. This is why everybody every time I turn around, somebody trying to put you in a home. No, just you. It's just you, and ain't everybody else. Oh, you sure? I'm positive. Oh, it's I, just you. I didn't. I didn't know it was just me. But yeah, it was kind of rough day today, but I got through it. You ain't had to slap a bitch, did you? Mm, not a bitch, but it got pretty close. Oh Lord, I'm trying to. I'm trying to pull up this next uh thing for y'all, and I, I thought I saved it. Did the person ever print out what they was trying to say? Oh no, but Deshaun just right there. What up, Deshaun? How's it going? What up, fool? What up, fool? I sent him the, the link. Click in. Holla. So I, I'm trying to see. This is a, just a new thing that I'm trying, y'all. And it's not working. I don't know what's going on. So to move move things along, um, Sherry Shepard, well, well what was to say? Wendy Williams' uh, product uh, got canceled. So this this is the final season of Wendy Williams coming up. She has officially been canceled. Um, Sherry Shepard will, will be replacing Wendy Williams in her current time slot on Fox with her own TV show. And it is crazy because Wendy has not said anything about this. Uh, I guess we should have known this when she has she no longer had control over her her Twitter account. I mean her Instagram account that says Wendy Show. Wendy no longer has control over that. She was making uh comments and stuff for videos from another uh uh Instagram account or whatever. And so if you, for y'all who ain't been paying attention, Sherry Shepard has been guest hosting on the Wendy Williams show for quite some time, a few weeks on while Wendy been out. And now that Wendy's been sick and all this stuff been coming out about Wendy saying she's lost her mind, she's showing early signs of dementia, there's all these rumors and stuff that was coming out about Wendy. And now staff or the product, the production staff on her on the Wendy Williams show saying that she was very hard to work with. She would throw stuff at people. She was very mean to people. So it's all this stuff that's been coming out about Wendy since she's been um, sick or whatever. So it's, 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 it's like, do you want to believe? She's been in rehab. No, she ain't been in rehab or nothing. She's been that's at home. That's what they say. Yeah. No, the, the, the whole time she's been gone, she's just been at home. Like now she's down in Florida because that's when her mom, went, well, when her mom was alive. Her mom lived down in Florida, but her father is still alive. So I believe he's down there and her son might go to school down there. So she's been in Florida just all this for this time, trying to get back to get her health back together or whatnot. And it, it, it just feel like it's, it, it makes me wonder if Sherry Shepard was plotting this. Like was, was Sherry, was Sherry <laughs> Shepard leaking these stories? Was Sherry Shepard the one putting this stuff out about Wendy? Sherry Shepard, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> All she gonna do is pop up and say that damn Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got some explaining to do. Okay, so okay, for some of y'all, I don't know what boom rent is. I don't know. Y'all gonna have to speak English. I'm so sorry for those of you watching on YouTube live. 
Um, I, I don't know what that says. But, um, damn it, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So it just really makes me wonder, did Sherry Shepard really just pl- plot this? Like, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to trash talk Wendy and, and get her fired from her own show and then replace her. Because since I got fired off The View and people like me doing her show, I should just take over her show. And I wonder if it's going to be a Zach Replica Wendy show. But wasn't they so-called friends? Yes. So now this make me this may I bet this got her making Wendy wonder trust. I'm like, hmm, now nah, I can't trust anybody no more now. Well, the thing about it is, if she was out the door, whether it was this woman or the next person, it was gonna be somebody. True. But, but they they said they did, I think it's called Dunbar or something like that, who um uh, was like the production company or whatever, guess some people who put uh guess whatever does the Wendy show. So Whoa. that's the same people that hang with money bag, ain't it? <laughs> what? Dunbar production? Something like that. It's something, yeah. yeah, it's something like that. Money bag. So they the uh, they the ones I guess who's in charge and whether the show goes on to get canceled, whatever. I guess they the ones who finance the Wendy Williams show, and they were saying that they were already looking to cancel the show. It was rumor. This is rumored that they were looking to cancel the show, and um, and they it was another show that they had. I forgot the person name, but they had tested out a show with him. I think they it, it lasted like a week and got canceled. So that's the only reason why the Wendy Williams show stayed on. So now they said that this that that production company was already seeking to replace the Wendy Williams show as this already. So I don't know. It's it's, it's a lot. This is a a big messy story. It's it's just a big mess of mess. And we need there needs we need to get to the bottom of this, Wendy. You need to come tell your side of the story. You need to come tell what's going on. You need to come out of hide and retirement, whatever it is that you're doing. We need to know what is going on with Wendy Williams. It's called Hollywood. Yeah, true. Like it seems like everything has gone downhill since she divorced her husband when he was uh taking all her money and then bought the other bitch a house and all hey, that baby. shit. Yeah. Hey, baby. Everything went downhill for Wendy. Poor Wendy. Long as she don't come and stick up for herself in that damn tax outfit. What? Oh, you were so damn stupid. <laughs> I had to think about it. You were so damn <laughs> Uh-oh. He don't heard something. Is it the power of the Christmas tree? Just a minute. I'll be right back. Old Man Theater was tweaking, y'all. Old Man Theater was tweaking for a moment. But yeah, I thought they was gone, but I guess <laughs> But uh ladies and gentlemen, uh before we get a little bit too far, uh I want to talk about somebody. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna get his picture up for y'all. There we go. So right, so ladies and gentlemen, this is Justin JB. Um so I had the pleasure of uh, having a chat with him and talking with him on uh, on a few, I believe a few weeks ago. Um, he is releasing a comic book that is written by him. He had uh, his friends to help him illustrate it and get it out there. 
they have a Kickstarter going on right now to, that they did reach their goal. So now they're just trying to hit stretch goals, which means for each stretch goal that they reach, the more free stuff they give out with the comic book. And then, and then if you go donate to the Kickstarter, you get the comic book. I believe for like $45 or $25, I'm not sure, you get the comic book plus all four different covers that come with the comic book and then whatever the free the stretch goals that came along with it. So make sure y'all head over to Kickstarter and check that out. So without further ado, this is Justin, a.k.a. Just, oh, I messed that up, y'all. And I'm not editing it out because, you know, we're not really that edited over here. So I'm going to try this again. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Justin, a.k.a. JB from Tales for the Podcast. Here you go. And there go Old Man Theater fixing his old man camera. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a legend in the making here on the podcast. We have Justin from Tales of the Podcast here with us. Justin, thank you for joining us on this episode. Oh, man. Thank you, Martel. I, I greatly appreciate you having me, man. I, uh, I'm excited to see what uh, the show is going to bring. <laughs> <laughs> so first, I want to start off with Tales from the Podcast. I had to, until I listened to your podcast, you know, I had no idea that Tales from the Crypt was a TV show because I remember my brother watching the movie, but I never knew that there was an actual TV show until I listened to your podcast. Wow. Um, I'm actually super deep into it. And uh, um, well, I'm sure you can personally see it behind you, but I have all the comic books from the 50s, which is how it actually started. Wow. And, um, you know, like this mask is the one from the TV show. This is the same character from the other, but I got all seven seasons. Um, yeah, not only was it a, uh, a, you know, a TV show that lasted seven seasons, but, you know, um, there's many, many comic books over five years that were done over EC, um, from 1950 to 1955. They're the actual reason that the, um, comic code got in place. Mm-hmm. So it's because a lot of their horror stuff that was going on that kind of uh, started an uproar back in the 50s, to say the least. But, um, yeah, they uh, did uh, three movies with the uh, HBO Tales from the Crypt Creeper, uh, Crypt, uh, Crypt Keeper. And then they also did two Amicus films in the early 70s as well, which were also Tales from the Crypt based uh, things. There was also two TV spinoffs that were going to happen, but they ended up failing and became Tales from the Crypt episodes. There was also a game show for kids called uh, um, what Crypt Keeper's Haunted House. And there was also the Saturday morning cartoon called the Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Um, they've done quite a bit with the properties, to say the least. I had no idea all that existed off of Tales from the Crypt. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like mind blown right now. So yeah, I'm a little bit of a fan. <laughs> I, I, I've noticed that when you have brought up that, because uh, I, I believe I was listening to one of your episodes. Uh, I forgot the guy name that you had on there, but he was mentioning that you guys can't. Well, I don't know if he came across a script that you guys had read. That was like an un, um, unfilmed episode of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, I actually got a, a few of them. Um, to say the least, like every comic book from Tales from the Crypt had three to like five actual stories in it and even though there's you know like 93 episodes of tales from the crypt and then the cartoon and everything they may be touched 30 percent if that of the actual stories in the comic books so there's a lot of stories that actually never got made for tv or film so yeah there was a lot of them that were written but yeah 
I actually think I have maybe about four or five of the scripts at the moment that haven't been released or never were made, if you will. That's great. So how do you guys like come across getting these uh, scripts? Um, just friends of friends, people in the community. Um, I got a, a large amount of friends that are all very, very heavily uh, into EC Comics and Tales from the Crypt. So we've kind of networked together and kind of support each other along a lot of it. Um, like there was just the court case involving a lot of it. And, you know, all of us were talking in between each other to try to figure out all the details. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it's just mostly about networking with other people that um, have the same interests. Okay. So and then so when I was also listening to your podcast, I learned that there was a huge, huge Tales from the Crypt community out there. I'm like, and for this show to have ended so long ago and yet still have a, such a large fan base, and I'm amazed that that you actually brought this to the front. Like, I don't, I don't know how you you know put this in your mind like hey i'm gonna do a podcast on this where people can learn because you're the first that i know of to do something like this um well there are a few others um i can say that i'm one of the first ones to actually do um you know reviews of the shows with comparisons to the comic book i know nowadays there's a couple more that have adapted that same kind of you know process but um there are very few of us not very many but um I mean, I've been podcasting for a while now, but I actually started off just doing horror films. And then I was like, you know, I want to do something else. And it turned into Tales from the Podcast, which I was such a huge fan of EC Comics and Tales from the Crypt that I had to do something else. But it's uh, it's been quite the journey so far. I mean, I think here in a couple of months will be my four year mark. Oh, wow. Congrats on that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So I was reading because speaking of movies and stuff, so I saw that you made some appearances on uh, a TV show or a few TV shows. You dibbled and dabbed in a little of the filming world. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did you get into that? Like, how did that all start? Well, that's actually a funny story because some of it is good, some of it is bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you you live and learn, and sometimes you don't know people until it's too late. True. but um one of the one of the shows i was able to do some stuff on and i'm assuming you're talking about like the imbd credits um uh it was then and i forgot the other one i was just looking at it right well um one of the shows i was able to work on was the Mavolia queen of screams where i was able to do a little bit of cinematography as well as writing and acting and um the person who actually plays the main character in that series called Malvolia. Her name is Jen Nangle, great friend of mine. She actually has a project on Indiegogo right now doing one of her features called Body Count, which is great. She's an amazing, amazing actress. But um, she let me go ahead and write something for her and do everything. And she liked it enough where we were able to actually produce it and turn it into something for, you know, to be aired. And um, that was awesome. Um, The other projects when everything was a lot of the paranoia tapes, which um unfortunately i was involved with this really really shady producer um and i didn't know it at the time some of the stuff uh um if you look up the movies you'll see it's jack hunters this and that's the guy but he ended up doing some pretty bad things that i don't really care for and i ended up um 
losing all association with him as well as everything that was involved with his JHP properties. Um, to say the least, it involved himself and some minors and some allegations that were not cool with me. So I removed myself from every bit of that. And um, yeah, that that's basically how that went, just to be 100% honest. That is awesome. So one of so to switch gears a little into your comic here. All right. So, so, so from what I heard earlier when you were on your live earlier, so you said it was a was a something you had in your mind that you wanted to do like years ago. So tell me what got the gears starting for you? Like I'm gonna go through with this now at this point. Well, a lot of it, especially when it comes to like horror anthologies, is about being around the right people. And yeah, this is something that I've had in my head for a while. This is something that I've really wanted to do. Being a Tales of Tales, or a, a huge fan of Tales from the Crypt and Easy Comics, um, it was a huge inspiration on the majority of my entire life. Um, you know, I mean, the comics were readily available in the 90s for somebody my age when they were doing reprints. And, you know, then you're able to go back and get some of the older ones. But, I mean, it's just a huge part of my life. And after just being inspired for so long and just loving every single bit of everything that I was part of, I really wanted to do something in kind of like the EC vein. And it was about waiting till I had the right people around me. And one of my co-hosts for my other show, 2G1C, which airs in between episodes of Tales from the Podcast, where we do horror films. Okay. I had him involved with it, a friend of mine, Ron Pertee. And uh, I ended up meeting this incredible artist, Drew Moreland. And that was like the final nail in the coffin, if you will. Um, she went to art school over at Douglas, um, the, the art school out in uh, Pittsburgh, where Tom Savini does a lot of his work. Um, for those who don't know, Tom Savini did stuff like the remake of Night of the Living Dead. He was in From Dust Till Dawn. He's an extremely prolific uh, filmmaker and special effects artist. So having somebody with that kind of talent behind this comic book really helped me decide, like, yeah, I want her involved in I asked her and she was a hundred percent down with doing the project with me. So uh, as soon as that happened, I got to work getting everything ready and sent over to her. And over the last two months, she's actually hand drawn every panel, every frame, all the covers and some of the covers, um, the main cover, for instance, is actually hand painted, which um, a lot of those things don't exist these days. Everybody uses computer graphics to do basically everything i just mentioned so having like that whole ode to ec comics from the 50s and it being done in the same kind of fashion was something super appealing to me and i was very lucky to find somebody who could actually do that now hearing that there is a reason why we need to support these artists out here guys because you know it makes a big difference and to see somebody go through that much work and put that much work into something seeing will make the whole moment more special is what i will call it or my clink clink moments is what i will call it when i'm drinking um you're right and on the <laughs> kickstarter there's actually three time lapse videos so you can actually see firsthand the work that she did that's amazing so the pot i'm asking for podcast sorry the comic is called tales of shock and uh, terror yes and it's uh three small stories so when you so for the ones who doesn't know or say like, say like, i'm interested in doing a comic book 
like how did you get the process started so like did you write the story first or did you just have a concept or like how did it all just like come together like that well me personally like the stuff that i was able to write and put together for it was stuff that i already had the story done but i had it done in a script format for making a short film Mm-hmm. and it was easy for me to adapt it over to doing like a comic book script which is a little bit different than just writing a story because um you're not just telling a story but you're showing a story in the same way so you're having to write down what's going on in every panel and things like that and putting in the story and who's saying what when they're saying it um so the the format for it's a little bit different i will say that um because of everything i do podcasting i get a lot a lot of indie um, writers, indie artists um, on my show to begin with. And one of them I was very lucky to meet is my uh, good friend now, Josh Nealis from Cutthroat Comics and Publishing. And uh, through him, I was able to not only get a lot of the information that I needed to make this the best project I could, but he was able to actually pick me up under his Cutthroat Comics um, logo. And uh, so I actually have a publishing company behind the project as well because of that so i mean in a lot of sense to answer your question i got really lucky with who i know but the main process of writing it was um something that i was lucky enough to already have a really good idea of what i wanted to do um i will say that it is a very dark story the one that i wrote it is um kind of gruesome in a way but if you're a horror fan you are going to love every second of it. Oh, that sounds, I'm so ready for this to uh, drop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm ready for this. And then hopefully this leads to actual movie version also, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in at this point. Well, I'm lucky there too, because our <laughs> artist Drew Moreland actually runs panic terror films. So, I mean, we're already in talks about possibly turning it into an anthology series. So, I mean, um, we got to see how things go. Take it one step at a time, obviously. But we both have a lot of faith in the project that we've done. And uh, we're hoping the best for it. And so the one of the questions I got for you. So, like, for, like, the uh, artwork that's, like, on their T-shirts and their pants and stuff, is that some of the artwork that's in the comic book? Or is that just something totally different? Yes. Um, you're talking about, like, the wraparound shirts and stuff that I posted in there and made. Um, yes. Yeah. I actually went through. And after a lot of the pages were done, I individually took out panels and I designed those myself. Um, I had to change like the DPI and some of the images and stuff and then, you know, square it off and get it actually set. But those are all real panels from it. (laughs) So what you're seeing is actually kind of like if you get one of those shirts, you're actually kind of in a way getting a preview of some of the stories. And by the uh, what is the website for the shirts? Um, the shirts are actually over on the Teespring, and the, the website's a little weird because it's like uh, my dash store dash one one five seven two eight four seven dot creator dash spring dot com. But uh, you know, um, if you go over and check out everything that's going on with Tales from the Podcast on uh, Facebook and check and like the page, you'll see everything there because I post it all the time and. Um, all that stuff can be found even at my website, like talesfromthepodcast.com. I try my best to keep it as up to date and keeping links on there. So, yeah. Your memory is like off the chain. Like, how did you memorize 
yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> to say the least, my day job, I work for the post office and I have to remember numbers for like 600 places <laughs> and names attached to every one of them. Um, I just got one of those heads. Honestly, <sighs> it drives my wife nuts because she just... She's like, well, I got to do this then. I'm like, well, you said the other day, it's actually this. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it causes some issues in life, too. You don't want a memory like mine. Trust me. Oh, wow. Okay. I would note that. So, <laughs> so for the Kickstarter, um, I'm looking at the different things right now. So um, when they p- pledge to this, do this come with a, a copy of the comic book or or is it like um, discounted for them? Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on what you're pledging at and everything, but uh, the $4 pledge will get you a copy digitally. So you won't get an actual physical copy, but you will get a digital one. Okay. For $5, you can get the physical copy. So I strongly suggest, you know, getting the physical one if you can. It's always cooler to have something actually in your hands, I think, personally. I agree. Um, obviously, there is some shipping involved, which, you know, I, that's just is how it is, unfortunately. Um. You can get the three variant covers if you want them individually at $10 a piece. Or uh, like one of the special deals we're running is at uh, $25, you can get a copy of all four covers. We also have a couple of uh, dealer incentives. So for people that actually have like comic shops and stuff, for $40, you can get two copies of every one. And for $75, you can get four copies. And then also for $75, um, our artist Drew Moreland is actually doing um, five, and it's limited to five, um, monster drawings. So okay. you can get those as well on there too. But uh, yeah, um, any kind of pledges on there will actually get you things. There is a donation link for those who just want to support and not get anything. But I mean, if you're going to do it, I want to give you something. So, you know, I, I greatly appreciate any and everybody who does go there and pledge. And, um, you know, it's Kickstarter. So if I don't hit it, I don't get it. That's simple. So we're hoping for the best. And, uh, I mean, uh, first day, um, peeling the curtain back a little bit, we launched it today and we're already 30, over 30% funded. We don't need a lot to raise. I was able to fundraise, um, other ways to get us close to where we needed to be. And we're not trying to become rich off of it. So I don't have the prices jacked up any crazy amount like some other ones out there. I'm trying to make it where it's something where horror fans all around can get something that they'll love. I I, I like how you push that right there. Um, So uh, where was I? All right. All right. So you said that they get uh, all three different covers when they get the $25 bundle, right? Four covers. Oh, four covers. Oh, it's four. Yeah, there's four books there. Yes. What? There's yeah, there's the standard cover, which is just uh it's a it's a cover which um has uh, a a little bit incorporated from every story. Mm-hmm. And then there's three short stories in the comic book itself. So there's actually one variant cover for each individual story. So, you know, depending on you know what you like or if you want them all, like honestly, not trying to be weird or you know promote myself in any way but for ten dollars you get one variant cover for 25 you get four covers i've kind of done what i can to try to make it where people can't resist that deal i I agree with that people get that 25 dollar uh bundle and if you can't support more then do it you know it's it's 
it's very easy to support people out here and get their help them help help their dreams come true is like one of the things that we really support here over here on, on the podcast and we try to do anything possible to help people reach their goals also so i want to talk about your team a little so when did you guys actually uh, start this whole process and should i say how long has it taken you to get to this part this process here so it's just like a two three year thing well um a lot of the stuff with my story and everything that I've thought about, it's been actually going on for a couple of years that I really wanted to, um, for me, meeting the right people and getting it done. Um, I mean, realistically from the time I mentioned to the other people, like, Hey, I want you guys involved with this. We're talking about three and a half, four months. Well, you put this together in four months. Yeah. I, I, I wish I had your brain. <laughs> now i kind of wish i had it it took me it took me three months to come up with a name for this podcast so i'm like oh wow i had so- the name for mine like within like three days i had a few in mind but i was like you know i gotta check this out see if anybody has it blah 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 and yeah i i no no i just got one of those heads i guess i'm sorry <laughs> so um i believe so is it chuck I know you mentioned is it Chuck yes. Drew? And I Ron. think I miss in Ron. Okay, so it was just you four that just created this whole thing. Yes, it but made you know, this whole thing come to life, I should say. Or yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. Like, I I needed Josh Nealis there. He was a great inspiration and really pushed it with his help with us being under Cutthroat Comics. Okay. Like, yeah, he didn't write or do the artwork, but I mean he's been there every step along the way and he's done some editing for us to make sure, you know, things seem good while on paper. And he, he's the one that had more experience. So he was somebody good to keep on hand. So I, you know, like, yeah, it was us four, but he deserves just as much credit as we do. That. Yeah. I think just the people who, who are, like you said, that muse or support or inspiration does deserve a lot more credit for, uh, helping things come to life as we know it so right what is so what is the next steps or or when would people start receiving their uh oh i says here estimated by may yeah well un- the thing is is like you know i wanted to give extra time for stuff like this kickstarter is going to run for 45 days and um it's honestly because i have a lot of friends personally that they only get paid on the first of the month. And, you know, we all have those kinds of friends where, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the money's limited. So we wanted to make sure that we actually had this Kickstarter running for a minimum of two firsts of the month to make sure anybody and everybody who wanted to be able to get a chance at it was able to. And then um, I wanted to give a little bit of extra time there as well, because unfortunately with everything with COVID there, you know, there's printing delays, paper delays, not to mention when you're using Kickstarter, uh, once it's over, it's not like I get the money instantly. Um, it has to collect all the money from everybody once it's accepted, and then it gets sent to me. So it's just one of those things where it's um, it just takes a little bit of time to get everything in hand, you know. But once it is there, I am determined to push them out as quick as I possibly can. Um, depending, we do have stretch goals, which are going to make it take a little bit longer because okay. if I have to sign every book, I mean, you are, it might take a little bit of time. So, but. 
that's another thing I was actually was you going to sign it and then are are there going to be like a part two to the series of stories uh, if this goes good we would love to do a part two um me and the artists have personally been talking quite a bit about that and we have a lot of really cool things in mind um as far as anything else um we we got some uh some stretch goals to really try to in entice people that have already purchased it to share it and uh because the more money this is able to bring in the more things that we can do for other people and um one of the stretch goals is for me to sign them all and i'm lucky where our publisher josh actually lives not too far from me so another one of the stretch goals is to get him to sign them all and then um for one of the other stretch goals uh he's actually uh our publisher josh is going to be donating digital copies of one of his comic books so if we hit our seven hundred dollar stretch goal everybody gets a free digital copy of that and then uh my good buddy chuck nasty um we like to call him chuckles mcnasty because <laughs> this is fun but um we decided to come up with this idea called nasty sketch cards so if we had eight hundred dollars he's going to draw some nasty little sketches for people and we're going to send them out with every comic book <laughs> And then uh, if we had $1,000, we're going to do some pens. And, you know, if, if we get that far and further, I'll be adding more stuff to it. Because the more money we do, like I said, the more I can buy and do for everybody else. So we're thinking like the buttons or pens would be a really cool idea. You know, a lot of people these days collect that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if we go any farther, we're thinking maybe like some magnets or, you know, just some weird kind of merch to be able to put in there and keep it still kind of horror themed. I like that you guys have thought that far ahead. And I like the idea that is good business, guys, for you guys that's listening and gonna watch this on YouTube. That is good business to give the people more. If you help raise more, then give the people more. Like, I love that's such a good business idea. Well, it tries to get everybody involved. Like, you know, if it's like, say, hypothetically, you went and purchased one of them and you're like, well, I really want this signed. It's like, well, yeah, I could probably bug him and see if he'll sign it for me. Or I could share it and just have everybody get it signed. And, you know, I mean, there's so many stretch goals that, like, who knows which one's the one that you want. That is true. I know I'm definitely getting getting my copies of it. Make sure you guys get your copies of it. Justin, Thank you. JB, make sure I'm, I'm all over the place. Sorry. <laughs> You're all good, man. Thank You're you all for, good. Thank you for having it stopping in and talking to me about your comic and your podcast. I have uh, obsessively have listened to the podcast. Um, I still have to go back and listen to season one. For some reason, I thought uh, I started. On, I thought I started at the beginning. Cause normally, I find new podcasts. I started at the beginning, but somehow I ended up on your second season somehow. <laughs> So like, oh, I gotta man. go back and listen to the first season now. The first I, season only has six episodes, <laughs> but within the first season, I actually had John Kassir on, who is the voice of the Crypt Keeper. So uh, you missed out on that part of it. Oh, and... see, I definitely got to go back and get caught up now. <laughs> now, now I, I have to now because I like when I, when I discover a new podcast, I like to go back to the first episode. And then over the time, you hear the like the progression of uh, the learning process and how they change things, how the podcast got better over time. So, yeah, I feel like I missed out now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's every podcast. I mean, let's be 100 percent honest. The first 10, 15 episodes of everybody's podcast really sucks. <laughs> you know, i'm not i'm I a podcaster i'm saying lie. that about my own you know maybe not everyone i'm sure some people have done a great job from the get-go but me 
No, the first little bit sucked. I, I give it what it is. But it takes a while to find your groove. But once you do and you really get into it, it, it sure is a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I've recently discovered with mine, uh, people like the drunk version of me on here for some reason. Right. And you can <laughs> expand on that. Go for hard drugs. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I think my family would kill me if I do that. I'm probably not the only one who doesn't do any. So they will probably right. kill me. No, I, I get it. Like, I, I work for the government. I really shouldn't even be saying that <laughs> stuff. I'm going to be open where I can get tested now. No. Oh, no. Justin, <laughs> thank you so much for joining Same Cast, Different Day podcast. Guys, make sure you guys head over to his Kickstarter. I will post all the links in the description of the podcast on the audio version and also on the YouTube version where you guys can go and head over and support Justin with his tales. Of, oh, my God. Why can I never get the, the name I write? <laughs> tales of shock and horror. Tales <laughs> why, of shock why? and terror. <laughs> oh, right. Tales of shock and terror. Crap. <laughs> it's okay it, my, uh, my publisher messed it up on something he did too <laughs> like this is tired version of me so i'm sorry because i'm normally not working on a uh this hard on a wednesday <laughs> i i get it man this is i've done multiple appearances today so i fully understand <laughs> I, I and for you working for the post office i don't know how you managed to do that like i complain about getting up at five o'clock so i don't it's, know how you made it it's fun it's fun <laughs> it could be much worse true <laughs> justin thank you for stopping by hopefully we get you on in a future episode after the comic release so we can talk to you about all your successes that's going to come after this so thank you so much for joining hopefully there is success and thank you so much for having me man it's greatly appreciated oh uh, you're welcome it's been awesome <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that was justin aka jb from tales from the podcast Make sure y'all go check out his podcast and don't forget to support his comic book. His link will be in the description of this video. Uh, well, of this video on YouTube and the audio version of the podcast when this episode drops. So that's uh, make sure y'all go check it out. That's Justin from Tales from the Podcast. And his comic book is Tales of Shock and Horror, I believe. Horror. I, I always mess up the title. I always See, that's mess up why the I title. thought that you said whore. Yeah, it's but, tales shit. from shock and horror. Horror. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna oh, stop. Man. Justin, I'm sorry for butchering it. I am sorry. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god, I am. I I I, I totally butchered that all the way. <laughs> well, there's something about saying horror you like saying anyway. So I, I mean, yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with you know bringing out the inner hole sometimes. I'm just saying. So speaking of, oh, my ears is not acting right. There we go. So speaking of family drama, y'all, it is some family drama going on in the Carey family. And this is involving the court system. So if y'all are not familiar, Mariah Carey came out with a memoir last year called The Meaning of Mariah Carey. And in that book, she talked about her brother, her sister, her father, her mother. She did basically a tell-all book about uh, tell-all about her life in this book. And in this book, uh, even though she said that it didn't mean it in that kind of way, but so basically her brother is su suing her for defamation. Uh, he's saying that her Mariah Carey portrayed him in a way that has helped his, um, that has hurt his reputation. 
first of all, uh, brother, because I don't even know what your name is, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> that just show how relevant you are. So I don't know how your reputation exactly. is damaged. But, sir, nobody know, really knew of who you are. Don't nobody really know who you are. Like, unless they go Google a picture of Mariah Carey brother, it's only about four or five pictures of y'all anyway. So it's, it's like nobody really knows who you are. So I don't understand how this is uh, damaging your reputation whatsoever. And then, first of all, if anything, you should do your own tell-all book about Mariah Carey. How about that? Go do your own tell-all book about your business and put it out there and sell it and make your own money and then see what happens. I'm, I'm just saying, like, so he's suing her because she's saying that he's to get into heated fights with their father all the time. So him and her, him and her, her father and him used to have like these heated battles where it was like fist fights and she was saying like she was exposed to violence at a young age because of her brother and her dad not having this very tumultuous relationship with each other. Uh, she said there's this one time where she uh, I believe he gave uh, like some white powder substances to people at one point so she without saying that but without saying that he was selling drugs but she said she didn't mean it in that kind of way that he was selling drugs. So he took it in the ways that Mariah was labeling him labeling him as a drug dealer to try and to uh, basically label him as a drug dealer, making him look like he was just this horrible person uh, when he was younger. Well, if he was, if he was um, dealing or giving away powder, some kind of powder substance, yeah, what she, the fuck in, is that? In her book, she referred to it as a white powder substance. If it was pills, it, it was drugs, then what did they do with it? Did they throw the two to the shooting? Well, she was, she said at the time she was very young, so she don't know, I guess, what exactly what they were doing with it. Because I know Mariah's 50, 52, so I know he's about 10 years older than her. So he's in his 60s at this point. So, and I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, so I believe Mariah was born in 71 or something like that. So I'm, I'm at this point, it's like, it, if she's around 10 or something like that, this is probably around sometime in the 80s, late 70s, early 80s, this stuff was going on. So we know what was going on in that time period. When you, especially when you mention white powder substance. So the judge is ruling with the with the brother and letting this whole all play out in court, saying he do have a case. But well, he has a reason to put bring it to court and you know, you know, and to put put whatever he has to say on without ever out there to try to win his lawsuit or whatever. My whole thing is, though, um, and they said it was eight other passages in the book, too, that he was trying to sue her over, but I guess all those got tossed out. Um, because, and I believe one of the passages she was probably, he was probably talking to when he tried to have her committed into a mental uh, institute uh, during, right after, I believe... I believe this is right after Glitter, the Glitter movie came out, and she was having this whole breakdown or whatever. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, so Tommy Matola basically, Mariah Carey's working on a movie Glitter, and her ex-husband, who was basically in charge of this movie, was basically kept changing the script, kept changing how the movie was supposed to be. He kept taking the music, changing the music, saying, no, this ain't gonna be the music. The original title track, which is Lover Boy. If you don't know, she used the uh she sampled cameos. Um, uh, uh, what's the how did that song go? It uh, as you know, he goes strawberry, raspberry, all those good things. 
violets and guns. So he sampled that. She sampled the beat from that song. Don't quit your day job. Oh, whatever. But she sampled that song there. And he took that the, the original beat that she was going to use was a whole different band. He took that and gave it to Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> and then so she had to revamp the whole thing. So basically, in a way, she was like uh, her ex-husband caused the whole situation to basically the movie to flop and the album to flop and there all this other kind of stuff to happen. And then she was scheduled to make all these appearances and talk and sing and do all these other things. She's like, I don't want to do it. All I want to do is just rest and sleep. She went to her mother's house and she went upstairs to one of the rooms, her mother's house. And she just basically said, I went to sleep. I turned my phone off and everything. Uh, record, exe- record executives and all these higher up people came looking for her, knocked at her mother's door. Uh, she yelled at her mother. Her mother called the police, had Mariah arrested. And then her brother had her committed, tried to have her committed into a mental health facility at that time and, and all that stuff. So, and then she, at one point, she said her family treated her like a K, uh, ATM machine with a wig on. So, which I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so, it was just, it was just like she always had this horrible relationship with her, with her siblings that she talked about in her book. And basically, her siblings are trying to, trying to sue her and get some money over it. Which I really don't understand. Why? Like, why are you? I mean, what was what's the point? Like, this is y'all younger sister. Mariah is the youngest of three. I'm like, if y'all just need some money, just ask her for it. And she I, probably ain't gonna give it to her. And I said, and that's what I was thinking. Like, she probably didn't want to get in the money, so this is the way that this is the only way they can get some money from her. And to make herself relevant, because I I thought that she just had sisters or something. Yeah, she got one sister, one older sister. And one brother, and the, her older sister, she said at one point tried to pimp her out to her boyfriend at the time. And I think Mariah said she was around fourteen at that time. She said her older sister used to come and pick her up, and um, they ride around, and she would ride around the car with her sister and her sister boyfriend, and they heard her sister boyfriend, the sister and the boyfriend let her let Mariah smoke cigarettes and do all this other kind of stuff, and and he. I guess he wanted to do some yeah. sexual stuff with Mariah and the sister was trying to pimp up Mariah to her, her own boyfriend at that time. <clears throat> now, Mariah never mentioned a boyfriend name, so I don't, don't ask me who the man was. I don't know. But to still your own sister, though. I mean, come on, man. Like, come on. Just stop talking. Just stop. Just have a relationship. But I guess, I guess to keep the, to, I guess, like you said, money. <laughs> that's the only way I can see I don't even know how much he's suing for it at this point well she can't go get Johnny Cochran she might as well get um get um, a Cosby lawyer I mean I'm pretty sure that her lawyer is going to be better than his lawyer so <laughs> better than who lawyers Co- the, her, her brother lawyers her oh brother. yeah because I remember, I think at one point she was saying her brother was like a music teacher or some type of school teacher or something like that. So we know he ain't got no, 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 no big money. I mean, come on, that damn near that whole family is living off of Mariah Carey's bank account at this point. Yeah, but you know, some of these good lawyers will jump on something like that to, for, for, for a quick paycheck. Oh, yeah, like for a settlement or whatever. But I don't think she's going to settle. Like Mariah. 
tends to not settle court cases unless she don't want to deal with them and deal with the court appearances. She'd be like, okay, most of her court cases, she's went to court and fought, fought it all out in court. And then when she at this point, she says she's not planning on doing no, no touring or anything. So she had nothing but time in her hands at this point to go to court. So we'll we'll keep y'all posted on this story. So the next story that's uh that's been itching old man theater and it, it has been itching him and itching him and itching him and it has pissed him off. And it's this lady, if y'all who are watching on the video version. It's this lady that's right here behind me. With that cut, Carl. Oh, he might want to sue me. Carl Rittenauer face. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, I forgot to talk about that. We're going we, we, we to add that in until we don't get to Mr. Rittenhouse later. So for those of you who don't know, uh, this is Kim, Kim Porter. Kim Potter. Kim, po- Kim Potter is her name. And she is the the person who shot the young man Dante Wright. I believe this was back in twenty twenty. I believe this happened. Something and like that. Yeah. This is like a few months after the Jacob Blake and uh, George Floyd incident had happened. And she is a former police officer in um, Minneapolis, Minnesota, I believe. And she shot and killed Dante Wright, and she only received two years in prison. Two years. That's messed up. Two years. Like, hopefully, Derek, whatever his name is, get more. And the thing is, how did she get sentenced before him? Now that I think about it, because we don't know what he got sentenced to yet. They still trying to sentence the 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 rest of them cops in the the, um George Floyd thing, but they gonna get more time than that. This is murder. What what other way is it to look at it? And I like I like I've said on previous podcast episodes, like, yes, if this young man would have went peacefully, he would still be alive. Yes, but still at the same time, you should know the difference between a gun and a taser. And you had plenty enough time. That take that thing was in your hand for a plenty enough time for you to recognize that it wasn't a gun. And you still had still continued to point that gun and you shot and killed the young man. Now, one time did he even present a weapon? I did, from the video that I saw, I didn't see him prevent a pre, even have a weapon out or anything. So for you to even to for y'all to even go that far, I feel it's a bit ridiculous. And then if if that's the case, then like I said, y'all could have just went into to let him just speed, let him get in the car or whatever. He got back in the car or whatever. Y'all could just let him speed up, do about things, just go into tracking mode, and just track them. Because eventually y'all gonna catch up with him again. I'm pretty sure he ain't got no money to buy another car or go get another car and register it. So. I'm pretty sure eventually down the line he's gonna be driving that car again and he's gonna get pulled over again and all y'all have to do at that time, like, oh yeah, we flagged his car. Let's pull him over. And then instead of uh coming up to his car and talk to him, we just order him out the car right away. Boom. You got him. He's in jail. He's serving his time for what he did. But instead, y'all went about it this way and killed this and you you woman killed this man. Yeah, that was just another episode, different, different settings but another episode of like uh what's his name that got shot up in kenosha george uh, blake jacob blake jacob blake i mean yeah it was just another episode of that but the whole thing about this is i mean if he had to live after she shot him he would still get some kind of charge for mm-hmm. resisting 
Yeah. But I mean, even even though she didn't mean to pull her supposedly didn't mean to pull the the, the, the pistol out and shoot him, but he would still got a charge and you're gonna get two years, two years you can sit at home on your couch. Mm-hmm. And if she does the full two years, because that's no time. But that, that she's not even gonna serve a full two years because she basically been in jail this whole trial. So she's technically been in jail a year already since this happened. Well, since she's been arrested. So technically she served a year already. So she's only going to be in jail for a year and be right back on the streets. Good behavior. It's not even good behavior because, you know, like once you did your time, your time starts, like whatever you get sentenced to say, like, oh, you've been in, you already been going, you've been locked up for three years during your whole trial and everything. You've been locked up like you've been in jail for literally for three years. So you get sentenced to five years in jail. You've already served three of those years already during the trial, basically. So this whole time while she was in trial and in jail, she was already serving her first year already. So now that she's been sentenced to two years in prison, she only has a year left to serve. So what lesson is she learning? If that. Right. I don't think she's going to see the inside. I think it's going to wind up being something different to where, okay, well, it's just a year. Why should we waste the space for a year dealing with her? We can lock go, some other. Go find person. another uh, black, another black person, and lock them up for 10, 10 to twenty years to life. But I so, didn't want to say it like that, but yeah, that's how it be. Watch, yeah. I, just, I shouldn't say a black person, I, a brown or minority person, uh, lock them. They lock them up for ten to twenty years for selling a nickel bag of weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and that's the that's just the, the system that we live in today. It's the hatred that still goes towards you know brown people today. And speaking of hatred towards brown people, Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't know how <laughs> this man got away with being a a, a murderer <laughs> in 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 the public eye. Oh I, oh wait wait a minute before you get to talking about him, just wait. <laughs> wait. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Finish. Finish. My team. Finish. <laughs> so I don't know how Kyle Rittenhouse got away with being a public racist on top of that, because I don't understand how you claim to be um, how you claim to not be a racist. And yet. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I honestly understand how you claim to not be a racist, but yet. When you Google Kyle Rittenhouse, you really don't see him with no black people. Have you any of y'all seen around black people? I haven't seen him around black people. I don't think his team is black. No, nobody on his team was black. Oh, oh, oh I just did something stupid. Yeah, nobody on his team was uh was black. So I'm like, I I I, I just don't get how he was able to get off with the things that he did. And then now on top of that, he's trying to sue. Uh, by the way, this this is for y'all who watch it on the video version. Ooh. Just for y'all, can, hopefully y'all can see that right. Look, y'all see that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Theater. But so he's trying to sue. He said he's going to sue a lot of people who are in media. 
uh, people like Whoopi Goldberg. At one point, he was beefing with LeBron James. So what? He was trying to file a lawsuit against LeBron James because everybody was talking about your dumb ass. People was talking about how this white, this white privileged American kid who uh showed his support for Donald Trump and Donald Trump helped this kid get off with murder. But yet, this is the same man in 2024 that people are trying to elect as president again. A man who helped somebody get off with murder. And the reason why he got off with murder is because these people are considered PWT that he shot and killed. Do y'all know what PWT stand for in the white community? Poor white trash. And because they was considered poor white trash, that's why Kyle Rittenhouse got away with murder. Now, let this have been some people. Uh, these people came from families with money. With with now, I wouldn't say millionaire. They was they could have been some hundred thousandaires. Let them be in some family members like that, and I guarantee y'all he wouldn't have got away with murder. Yeah, that is so true, so true. And and, and not to just say the word out there, they was considered as niggers. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is because they was out there. Along with the with the with the protests, so they was they wasn't out there for the same thing that Kyle was out there for. Bottom line, so they was considered. If it would have been one of us, it would have been a quicker quicker out out thing. It's just that the only thing that that made this carry on because they did have a different skin color, but other than that, they were still considered. Niggers. <laughs> Did you have to say it like that? Being, being just I mean, straight up yeah. racism is never. I, I don't care what nobody say. They can talk about diversity of the kazoo. It is not. It's not going to change because you got too many of these Uncle Tom uh, people out here, and and we got. I mean, we got some of our people that that's against us. Mm-hmm. But it's just too much, too much of that out here. Been out here for years. Been out here forever, to where they they're not gonna change. Not I mean they throw it out there, but ain't nothing gonna change. Ain't nothing gonna change. Not until we get the right people who care to make a change. To and that's when the change is gonna happen. Um. <laughs> Oh, okay. I thought I saw something over there on my screen, y'all. I'm tweaking. Don't mind me. I'm over here tweaking like old man theater was. Well, the the whole thing about that is the only way to take it, get any change, and, and this may be a bad way of putting it. You got to kill off all them racist, racist people. And I'm not just saying on the white side, black side too. I got to kill off all of them. You got to pick them out to later. You know, speaking of people on the black side, um, I'm trying to make it for y'all can see this idiot picture too, by the way. Uh, there you go, right there. I, I want y'all to see that because you, you know what? That's a piece of shit right there. For y'all who watch, I'm sorry for y'all who watch it on the audio version. Y'all can't see this, but this is a piece of shit right here. I just want to make sure that it's known. And you can try to sue me all you want to, Kyle in the house. You still a piece of shit. And I'm gonna keep saying it. I will go in that courtroom and say you were a piece of shit. Um so speaking of, you know, one thing that really bothers me when you talk about even the black people who are uh, racist towards black people. I, you know what I don't like? Black people who's ashamed of being black. 
and that, and that 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 bothers me so much. And and it's something that work at the workplace that we work at because it's a certain nurse on a third floor unit somewhere. I ain't gonna say which third floor unit, but it's a certain nurse on a third floor unit who who just thinks that she is just so like girl. They would throw you under the bus so fast. Like you think you white. They would throw you under the bus so fast. She tried to talk like her. She tried to be like her. She's trying to be everything as white as possible. Like, girl, you just you you just as black as me, if not blacker. Yeah. And you got the nerves to sit up here and try to think you better than somebody? No, you're not. She wanna live in the best, like ah, she wanna live, she wanna live out there by them. She wanna, you know, probably wanna marry one. Like, I just I I don't get why 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 do you hate the color of your skin tone so much? And even for some of our uh, celebrities, like some of them, they 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 so you know like oh well because I'm dark I'm not gonna get as many opportunities. So these people literally go bleach their skin to become either a yellow person or just go become completely white, and they gonna get their skin bleached, change their eye color to look like how they want you to look. Like no, yeah, yeah. like we. As we need to stop being ashamed of our natural hairs, our our natural looks, our skin tone, we need y'all need to stop it, people. Y'all need to stop it. This one dread right here just don't want to act right, and it's all old man theater fault, y'all. And if I hear one more old person joke, he going in the home. Well. We already we already said me and your mom already setting some up for you anyway. But anybody that's listening on the podcast, you more than welcome to send us uh, ideas on where to send them someplace that that's really secure because he 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 can break out a place, especially when he he has a need for his wine. <laughs> so you are evil. <laughs> Or, 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 or it could be a place close to a liquor store. Just make sure that they got his brand. No, I don't think they carry my brand of alcohol here. I'm just hey, we, we can we can make we can make it we can make it ship there. We can have a ship there. <laughs> so I have to put aluminum foil. I have to be ghetto, y'all, because I never finish this bottle of champagne. So I have to put aluminum foil on there because I have no idea where the cork went. The little thing that goes in there. I don't know where it went, and I don't know where my other thing went that goes in there to keep it fresh. Whatever, but it, it worked. The aluminum foil worked, people. Um, I forgot where I was at. We're still talk, talking about the jerk. The jerk. Uh, and no, we're talking about how oh, people... yeah, be black people that's scared of being black. Yeah. Yeah, so at some point, y'all, y'all need to stop hating y'all selves. Just be happy that y'all black because black is beautiful. And make sure y'all remember that. That's all I got to say about that. But uh um, no, go ahead, well, Theater. Some people just can't help themselves. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I me myself, when I see stuff like that, I just I laugh because mm-hmm. it's it's oh it, man. It's, it's funny to us who who are okay, okay with how our skin tone and stuff. It's it's funny to us when we see people who are uncomfortable with their skin tone act the way they do. It's just funny. Um speaking of move along before we go, one of my if y'all off wait before I even get into that. So my birthday was on Monday, y'all. That's why old man theater keep calling me old. What? <laughs> so I finally, I finally made it to another, another decade, 
and I don't know what it has in store yet. <laughs> a home. I, you you older than me. You should be going into a home first. Yeah, but we need you off the streets. You you you're a menace menace to society right now. You know, I ain't terrorized we, nobody. I ain't stole no kids. I ain't did nothing. We will make sure that you got all the podcast equipment there so we can <laughs> still put on the show, but we just need you off the streets. I mean, I, te- I technically already live in an old folks' home already. Yeah, watch it now. <laughs> just saying. Your I, mom's just my saying. friend. Stop it. Oh, no. that Oh, she, y'all, she, uh, uh, as of this recording, tomorrow she leave for her cruise. She be gone for a whole week. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Hopefully, she come back with a plan so we can get rid of you before you go on yours. Uh-uh. She be talking about who my feet hurt. I'm tired. Shoo! This happened. That happened. Oh, they all this got on my nerves so bad. I'm I'm here. I'm pretty sure I'm here. All kinds of old lady stories. and speaking of y'all so y'all can't see my shirt this man right there oh crap right there that man right there is getting inducted into the wwe hall of fame finally Woo! i'm excited 30 long years i'm so excited 30 years and actually it's 32 years in the making but i'm excited and don't forget march 24th is lord of darkness day Cause that's his birthday, March. Really? Yeah, yeah. March twenty fourth, going forward, is gonna be called Lord of Darkness Day. I'm happy I decided to put on shorts because uh, I was gonna sit here in my underwear and do the podcast, and I just realized that I went a little bit too far down on the camera. They could have saw me sitting. There. That was that was a little bit, little bit too much information. <laughs> We, we would have had to bloop that one. <laughs> well, I hey, if if it helped get some views, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I have nothing else. <laughs> oh, man, theater, you got some thoughts for the people? Final thoughts? Uh, 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 not really. Just just love one another and pray for those people, and you. What's that Ukraine and just mm-hmm. pray for everybody. Yes. So that's that's the best that I I can say. I mean, cause this world is going to hell in a handbag. Going to hell in a handbag. And, and gas prices are too damn high. <laughs> well food too. Before Anybody say, got plus, I could use it. I would say food and gas, gas prices is too damn high. Hell, I feel you know what I used to like. I think that I, I paid like three twenty five for gas the other day. And so y'all see, for us in the Midwest, that's a lot of money because you know, I, I think well, gas got to its highest. I think the highest we paid for gas is maybe four hundred one, four hundred five at the most at one point for gas. So gas, this is high for <laughs> for us. Uh, can we get back gas gas back down to a dollar ninety nine because that at five dollars be gas money again for people who want to ride. So now, if you want to ride now, you for just go just just go at least ten blocks. You have to pay at least twenty dollars in gas. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, we we had a dollar ninety nine. What was that? Our, our our stash gas that they 
put out here when I want to fill up all my vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when we use the the oil that America goes and drill and pump out. Uh, that we just have a bunch of oil that just sits somewhere in a warehouse somewhere that's not being used for nothing, just sitting there. And a lot of our gas is being made from oil overseas that gets shipped here. So that's why our gas prices are ridiculously high because we are relying mostly on overseas oil to make our gas. Which is yeah, and they won't open up our shit to give the help. That's one way of Biden. You're talking about helping, helping with, with what's going on. Okay, open up that the the, the whatever pipeline that they was talking about. Oh, the one get from it together. Yeah, get it together, and and I mean, let's do it. Shit. I mean, a lot of people are against it because it was like it's destroying the natural, the natural, whatever that's around it. And what if it leaked? Was that pipe bust somewhere? Then we got a large oil leak that's just underground that could just do a whole bunch of damage to the environment. So that's why a lot of people don't want that pipeline. And if it do leak, so then that do pipeline do say to burst or leak or whatever, how are they to track where it actually broke at? Because you got to think this pipeline is going from Canada all the way down to Texas or Arizona Man, somewhere. I, I just go there with plastic bottles, cans, and every damn thing else. But what is you going to do with it, though? Like, ain't like you can... Fill that shit up and just store it. But what you going to do with the oil? You ain't like you can be able to do something with it. I figured out. I figured out a way to uh, I make it burn. Lord have mercy. But they just need to, need to do something, man, because, I mean, the rich the rich are still going to be where they at, and we still gonna, we, we just getting worse. It's like bringing old slavery back again. No, this reminds me of a, a TikTok video I had saw where a guy was like, he was talking about, you know, due to, like, the cost of living has gone up so much in the pandemic. And since the pandemic started, I should say, the cost of living has gone up so freaking much. And he's like, you see, and it's and it's not affecting rich people. It's only affecting, you know, the middle class or lower class people. And you, they was like, well, you know, they saying the reason why, you know, the price of food and everything is going up is because they have to increase pay because, you know, the cost of living adjustment, whatever. So they got to increase pay. And due to that, you know, they got to drive up prices in the stores and the prices of food and all this other prices got to get get drawn up, goes up because of the amount of money they spend to pay people. But yet they're still uh, these large corporations and CEOs and all these people are still able to give themselves, you know, these big, large million dollar bonuses and stuff every year. But yet you saying that your company is suffering due to the the cost of everything going up, but you still giving yourself all these bonuses. So is it is 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 how how is it affecting you? It, it's not affecting you whatsoever. And it is it is crazy because I feel like yes, we can people with the cost of living has gone up such in such a way. But at the same time, like especially for a lot of these like grocery store change and like food production and all this kind of stuff. There's always going to be a supply and demand. There's always going to be a need for it. So it's not like you're going to be losing anything. It's not like if people are going to be buying less 
because this is something that people need. It's something that people can't go without. So you know they're going to come to you for these products. So why constantly keep increasing the prices if you know people are going to go to you? If anything, right now, a smart business, a smart business decision right now will actually be to lower your prices of some of the stuff while some of these other prices are going up and watch how all them people flock to your stores or flock to whatever you your products is. That's what y'all need to be doing for some of you uh large, big, large companies and watch how many people flock to go buy the stuff. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But that'd be too much like right. True. Well, if they, if they did something like that, they'd be helping out us pole negas. <laughs> and they don't want to do that. They I don't. mean, it, and that's it, 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 those of you that's listening, uh, understand me when I say negas. I mean black, white, Puerto Rican, all races. That's that's what I mean. I'm just not saying because, well, my color is not. Black technically is brown, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not stating my my race or whatever have you. The label they give us African American and all this other stuff. I'm just I'm just a brown man. Mm-hmm. I put it like that. But when I say niggers, that's what I mean. All races that they because I mean it. it, it that's what what I was told and brought up with that uh, a nigga could be black, white, Mexican, Puerto Rican, or whatever have you. And I'm far from being a nigger because I'm neither ignorant. I may not be as smart as the next damn person, but I'm neither ignorant, stupid, or anything like that. So, but that's the label that they have for us. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. no, I don't know. Alrighty, well, ladies and gentlemen, before we go, as always, y'all know I got them deals to throw at y'all. But before we get into that, don't forget to head over to check out if he's available on Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. That's uh, Justin from Tales from the Podcast. And make sure you guys on the, click on that link below and go check out his Kickstarter. Donate to his Kickstarter, whether it's a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars. And the Kickstarter doesn't end for like another 30 or 40 some days. So that money will not get pulled out of your account until that Kickstarter actually ends. So make sure you're, so you, you got time to you know, at least save up $5 to help to support this man and help, help him get his comic book out there. So uh, make sure you guys click on his Kickstarter below and check him out. That's Justin from Tales from the Podcast. And his comic is uh, Tales of Shock and Horror. So make sure you guys go and check that out. And also the deals. If you're looking for some fresh new gear, like old man theater, because he always like to buy clothes. So if you like some fresh new gear, I just got a fresh jogger suit in the smoking, baby. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? Head over to habit365.com and use code Anthony4 to receive. 20% off your purchase. I couldn't remember how much the percentage was off. I'm sorry, guys. 20% off your purchase. That's habits365.com. And for those of you who are need who in need of energy drinks and, and, and protein shakes and powders to get you through your day, whether it's a workout, you're a school teacher, a fireman, whatever your job may be, they have a product for you. Head over to repsports.com and use code MARTA1 to receive 10% off your purchase. 
And for the LGBTQIA community, because I know a lot of y'all like these products. If you're if you're looking for new underwear, jock straps, tidy whities, box of briefs, thongs. No, they might have thongs. I don't know. They might yeah. have thongs on there. Uh, I know they got t-shirts, socks, hats. Head over to bearskn.com. That is bearskn.com. Bearskn. And use code Anthony B to receive 5% off your purchases. Thank you all, everybody. And, oh, and you, if anybody's say? looking for a part-time job just temporarily, we are looking for a couple of snow shovelers. And, um, I mean, to take care of this four to six inches by tomorrow evening. Um, and a great deal of it is you, you get very little cash. I don't care cash on me, but very little cash. I get you a bottle of wine and some next year Christmas lights at a very near and dear discount. <laughs> All you got to do is just hit me, Theo B, and um, I can make it happen. Yeah, Your house will be looking beautiful and I'm throwing a bottle of fresh wine. Well, while you're out there shoveling, if it's kind of cool, I would even bring your glass out to you. So if, you, if you're looking for a job, like I said, make a few bucks. Won't be a lot. Get a little tipsy at the same time and take home uh, a bundle of Christmas lights. You just going to quit trying to steal my Christmas lights and my wine. What is wrong with you? I'm just saying. I'm just saying that's yours truly coming from Theo with the capital B. Oh, Lord. Right here, baby. Lord have mercy. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to check us out on social medias. Uh, the main the social media, go check us out on is Facebook.com. Uh, same cast, different. Oh, Lord. Same cast, different day on Facebook. Can I give one more shout out in, in case uh, um, my peeps get to see this? Um, and I'm hoping that they do since we've been putting it out there. I want to wish my daughter a happy birthday to, today, too. Um, she's a young 30. But I want to wish her a happy birthday. Candace, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Woo! <laughs> oh, no! Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Same Cast, Different Day Podcast, the number one podcast in Wisconsin for millennials and Gen Z's. And you know what? We're going to add Gen X to that. So thank y'all so much for tuning into this episode. And we'll see you all on Thursday. I believe the next episode drops. So see you all on Thursday. Deuces! <laughs>